You are listening to episode number 18 of the You Are Nourished podcast. If you frequently find yourself overeating in the evenings and late at night and feel shameful about this, then in today's episode, we're going to uncover the reasons behind evening snacking and give you some tools to cut down. Grab a cuppa and stay tuned. Are you tired of dieting, fed up with constantly stressing out about food and sick to death of feeling like absolute rubbish because no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get control over your eating habits? Well, my love, you are in the right place. I'm Lauren Gafer. I'm a nutritional therapist and a mindset coach. I'm a mum of two and I happen to be partial to an oat milk latte and a Friday night gin and tonic. But I am mostly on a mission to make sure that you never go on another diet. On this podcast, my goal is to liberate you from restrictive and unsustainable diets by learning how to eat more intuitively, teaching you how to nourish yourself in body and mind, and helping you feel the best you've ever felt without ever counting another calorie again. Let's dive into today's episode. Lauren here. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, I know that the title of today's episode is How to Stop Evening Snacking, but I want to preface this with a caveat. This is not about teaching you how to eat less. This is not, um, you know, a diet plan where I'm going to give you distraction techniques or low calorie alternatives or ways to meditate your way to stop snacking in the evenings. That's not what I'm here to do. If you are hungry in the evenings, um, if you are peckish and you want a snack, then by all means you have full permission to eat. The problem is that I know for many of you, this is a really key time when the sort of overeating munchies tend to come in. There's a lot of mindless eating and more often than not, the choices that you're making for evening snacks aren't generally that healthy. It's, you know, large bars of fruit and nut or big bags of sweets. And I know for many of you who diet and who have been dieting for many, many years, quite often you get to the evening and you're so hungry from not having eaten enough during the day that your blood sugar is really low and you're craving sugar so much that it all kind of goes out the window. Your resolve and everything by 9pm has all gone out the window. And that doesn't feel good in body or mind. And I'm all about helping you to, you know, feel good nutritionally, physically, emotionally, mentally. And these kinds of behaviours I know are not making you feel good. So this isn't about demonising chocolate or sweets in any way. They have a place, uh, you know, in our lives at somewhere if we can feel in control around them. It's about helping you to become a little bit more mindful and to identify what's going on so that you can do a little bit of detective work and and understand the reasons behind these habits so that you can form healthier habits and so that you can get to the end of the day and not feel like you're going, you know, headfirst into the Cadbury's factory. (laughs) So there are generally four reasons that, you know, I've come across um, when I've worked with people around this why you end up eating too much or overeating uh, sugary foods in the evening. And the first one is, by and large, and I've 
just mentioned this anyway, is that you have not had enough to eat during the day. And your body will go, well, I've not been, I've not been fed. You've not given me enough uh, nutrition. You've not given me enough calories. You've not given me enough energy. So we're going to bunch it all up and you're going to stuff your face at 9pm. But because your conscious mind is trying to avoid uh, eating, you're going to hammer yourself over the head with guilt and shame and blame yourself for not having any willpower when actually you just haven't eaten enough during the day. And I've probably talked about this. In fact, I know I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes. So if you're hearing this for the thousandth time, then I'm not even sorry. Like, I'm not even sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry at all, because I'm going to continue to say this until the message gets through. I want you to make sure you are eating enough during the day. But how do you know that you've eaten enough? Well, when you are tuning in to your hunger cues and your fullness signals, that's when you know you've eaten enough. And if you get to 9pm in the evening and you are ravenous, then you clearly have not had enough to eat during the day. You haven't had a big enough dinner. Maybe you didn't have a snack between lunch and dinner. And so you're making up for it in the evening, whatever it might be. There is a reason why. Uh, And it is usually rectified by having three square meals a day and perhaps a couple of snacks in between. And I've got plenty of episodes and training and everything I do inside my membership is about teaching you how to eat properly and get into the habit of eating meals and get into the habit of some meal prep as well so that you have some choices for when those hunger pangs strike and you're not scrambling around putting together whatever you can get your hands on. I've got lots and lots and lots of tools and teachings around this. But in, you know, in this in its simplest form, I want to ensure that you are eating a proper breakfast, a proper lunch, a proper dinner, and a couple of snacks. So have a scroll through some of my previous episodes and um, have a look if any of those resonate with you around that. So number one, you have not eaten enough during the day. The solution to this is to make sure that you have eaten. And more often than not, and I have found this with the women that I've worked with, is that those sorts of cravings, they just tend to disappear when we are eating balanced meals. But even when we are eating balanced meals and getting enough calories during the day, sometimes, yes, we will still want to munch in the evening. And this is where the second tip comes in, or the second reason behind um, eating in the evening, is it's habitual. It's a Pavlovian response to the clock turning 8pm or or you finishing dinner. And and that is very often a learned behaviour. And there's, look, there's nothing wrong with having a dessert or eating, you know, a, a pudding after dinner. But very often, and I've certainly had this before where I'm literally eating my dinner and I'm thinking about <laughs> what I'm going to have for pudding because those chocolate cravings can come in. And do you know what? That's okay. If you do have a habit behind eating something sweet after a meal, that's completely fine. Do that. It doesn't have to feel forbidden. The problem comes is that while you're eating your dinner and you're thinking about what chocolate pudding you're going to have, you know, after your meal, at the same time, the thoughts that are that are also racing are, mustn't do that, it's bad, uh, you know, I shouldn't do it. And because you're mentally restricting, that's often when you end up overeating. If you do crave um, some chocolate um, or something sweet after a meal, that's completely fine. I do as well. Um, then give yourself permission to have that and enjoy the thing that you're having. But it doesn't need to be out of control and you don't need to overeat it. You can have it to a point of satisfaction. Sometimes all it might take is, you know, a couple of squares of chocolate and you're like, do you know what? I've had the chocolate hit that I want. 
I don't really need to have anything else. And that is the permission side of things. So, you know, when you are stuck in that habit of, you know, always wanting something sweet after a meal, then just ask yourself, well, yeah, what do I really fancy? What is going to enable me to feel satisfied after I have, you know, have my meal and have that thing and move on. When you are stuck in a habit of eating large quantities of bags of sweets and bars of chocolate and big bags of crisps or whatever it is um, in the evening and it does feel out of control, and you do feel as though it's causing you a kind of emotional distress because you're eating so much, then just as we can form healthy habits, we can break unhealthy habits. Now, what I don't want you to get into the situation of doing is hiding your food, because that's not that's not healthy. And a lot of diet culture messaging will say, well, just don't have it in the house, or don't buy it, or you know, put it in a high cupboard out of reach behind things so that you've got to stand on a chair. Listen, if it's in the house, you will find it. If you've hidden it in a cupboard, if you've hidden it behind some heavy bowls in the top shelf, you will stand on that chair and you will get to it. It doesn't matter where it is in the house, you will still find it if it's there. So I don't subscribe to any of those kinds of behaviours in terms of hiding food as an avoidance technique. Perhaps you don't need to buy as much of it, so there isn't as much of it in the house, but learning to have these foods in your house and knowing that they're there and it not being a problem is a big, big, big step towards your, you know, your healing your relationship with food. And it's important that you are still able to have these foods in the house because they're not there or if you've hidden them you're still going to be thinking about them and chances are if you haven't got it in the house and you're really 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 craving it and the thoughts of really really wanting the food that you're not supposed to have take over chances are you will find a way to get it you know you can probably get to a shop and and buy that food so I want you you know what it means to be at peace with food is to have be able to have these foods in your house and and decide do you know what I don't actually really fancy it today. I've I've had enough to eat today. I'm satisfied. I'm full. I'm nourished. I'm really not that bothered about eating this Kit Kat. I can take it or leave it. That is being at peace with food. So when it comes to the habitual element of overeating these snacks in the evening, perhaps you can try and think of some other habits. Like I was saying, just as you can form a healthy habit, you can break an unhealthy habit. You know, millions of people all over the world have managed to, you know, give up smoking or give up alcohol. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you need to go down the same route with these foods, but perhaps there are some other habits that you can start to form as part of your evening routine that don't necessarily involve overeating a giant bag of Maltesers or wine gums or whatever it is. And that's going to be different for everybody. What you enjoy is going to be different to what I enjoy. So perhaps you can think about some other habits that you could do in the evenings that bring you a little bit more joy around self-care that you can start to get into the habit of doing instead. So reason number one, chances are you haven't eaten enough during the day. Reason number two, quite often it's habitual. Are there other habits that you can get into in the evenings that will kind of crowd out that overeating? Reason number three is um, association. Quite often, the mindless eating in the evening is associated with another habit. And that is quite more often than not watching TV, right? We get to the end of the day, plomp ourselves on the sofa, stick on Netflix, open a giant bag of wine gums, get stuck in (laughs) and watch our favourite show. Look, this is normal behaviour. 
And when you are associating watching mindless TV with mindless eating, then you're not connected to your body. You're not, you know, you're not connected to your intuition. You are very much checked out. And look, I, I there's nothing wrong with some mindless TV watching at all. But when you are engaging in other, you know, behaviours as a result of that, then perhaps again, that's something that, you know, you need to look at. And in my previous tip around habits, maybe you could start to form some different habits in the evenings that don't always involve watching TV. The other thing is that quite often, this is the only opportunity you get to connect with your partner during the day. Life is really busy when you're married with children, if that's the life stage that you're in, you know, you're up in the morning, get the kids out of the house, everyone goes to work. um, And then by the end of the day, you've had dinner, you've done the dishes, sit down, plomp. And the only way that you, the only thing you end up having in common with your partner is sitting down in front of the TV with a big bar of chocolate or whatever it might be. And whilst it might not be a problem for your other half, you know, this is the way that you are, you know, connecting with one another. Well, Again, that's perhaps something that you need to address and look at. If this is the only way that you are connecting with your partner is through TV and chocolate, then maybe in the evenings you could think about conversation or get a babysitter and go out for dinner or, you know, go for a walk together, whatever. Perhaps there's something that needs to be looked at there if that's the only way that, you know, you are connecting with your other half. Again, that's about association and habit. Are there some other habits that you can get into together? And I'm no, and by no means a marriage counsellor here in any way, shape or form, but perhaps that's something that you just need to address. And I'm just trying to put some little nuggets <laughs> into your mind of things that could be addressed. When we are sitting in front of the TV, binge watching, binge eating, we are very much checked out of life and genuine connection. So how can you connect more to yourself or to your partner that doesn't involve this sort of mindless habits? And the fourth reason that I see really, really commonly around mindless overeating in the evenings is emotional. Um, And this is something I'm going to go into in more detail in next week's episode. I've got an episode coming up about emotional eating, so I won't go into it in too much detail here. But we are very, very good at suppressing our emotions with food. Like, we're great at it. In fact, if there was a medal... (laughs) we would get the medal for suppressing our emotions with food. This is a learned behaviour. It's something that, you know, we are taught from birth almost, in fact, not even almost, definitely from birth to be consoled with food. It is a learned behaviour. So as we can learn things, we can unlearn things. And quite often this comes with learning other ways to deal with our emotions. If we have no other outlet for our emotions, if we have no other joy, if we have no other coping mechanisms or, you know, talking therapies or whatever it might be to, to deal with our emotions and the things that we're going through, then we will look for that dopamine. We will look for that comfort from food. Um, and like I said, I will go into this in more detail in next week's episode. So you've got that to look forward to. But that is another reason why I see um, that overeating in the evening. You've got to the end of a long day, you're tired, you're stressed, um, you're bored, you're lonely, whatever it is. Uh, and we will console ourselves and suppress those emotions with food rather than dealing with the actual issue and naming the emotion. I read somewhere recently that only one in three of us are able to name our emotions. And I've, I've experienced this before with, with clients where I've said, well, what are you feeling 
in this moment? And how does that make you feel? And it can sometimes be a real struggle to name our emotions and describe what we're actually feeling because we're also stiff upper lip, aren't we? And it's we mustn't have emotions because it's awkward for other people to have to deal with them. So yeah, we've got to get a lot better at, at doing this. It's no good for our mental health at all to be suppressing our emotions in any way. So that will be coming up uh, next week. So to reiterate, I don't want to give you tips on how to eat less. I don't want to give you tips on, you know, distraction techniques for avoiding food. That's very diet culture and disordered eating behavior. I want you to get to the root cause of why you are overeating in the evenings. And hopefully some of these reasons will spark something in you and go, oh, do you know what? Actually, I can't remember the last time I went out in the evening. All I do is watch TV and and, and, and eat food in, in the evenings and that's not healthy and it's not making me feel good. So maybe there's something there as well. Perhaps you've realised that because you're dieting and avoiding food and skipping meals all day, that's why you're overeating in the evenings. Maybe, you know, your habits could do with a little bit of an overhaul. Maybe you're relationship could do with a little bit more connection. So I just, like I said, wanted to give you a little bit of spark and some things to think about on why you might be doing this and some tips on how to address them so that you can feel better in body and mind and not feel so terrible about your food choices. Because ultimately, when we're feeling guilty about what we're eating, that's not good for our emotional well-being. So a little bit of a shorter episode for you today. I hope that has been helpful. If you do want to get your hands on one of my recipe ebooks, I've got a fabulous one called Divine Desserts and it's packed full of really gorgeous indulgent style desserts that are lower in sugar than some of the other things that might be available in the supermarket. They're all homemade, um, all made with natural um, sugars and, you know, fruits and cacao powder and all sorts of gorgeous things. So plenty of chocolatey stuff in there as well because I know that we all love, love to get a little bit of chocolate in the evenings. I will leave the link to that ebook in the show notes so you can go and grab yourself a copy if you want. It's a mere five pounds um, and it is packed full of some really lovely recipes. Certainly, I know a lot of my uh, my members in Nourish365 have enjoyed the recipes um, in this ebook. There is a recipe for some black bean brownies, which um, are heavenly and a chocolate avocado mousse as well with chia seeds. And anyway, it's super good. So head to the show notes for the link to get your hands on that ebook. If you do get those cravings in the evening, but you don't want to fuel them with fruit and nuts every time. All right. I've loved hanging out with you again today. I hope you've enjoyed this and it has been useful. I'll see you next week. Thank you again for spending your time with me today. If this episode was valuable to you, I would truly appreciate it if you shared it with someone that would find it helpful. Also, don't forget you can find all the resources, links and show notes over at youarenourished.com. See you next week on the You Are Nourished podcast. Bye for now.